Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, Mashnor Kabir, and I am Father Time. This week, we drink some chocolate milk, and we talk about my son, Time. Going in, again, straight shot, no cap, gang, gang, all the things the kids say. Time is... Uh, interesting. Uh, if we think about time from a physics perspective, it's not a universal constant. It's a variable depending on, uh, I don't know, speed. Uh, not speed as in cocaine and heroin, but as in velocity. Einstein's relativity says that the faster a clock is moving, the slower its time. Have you seen Interstellar, the movie? Uh, everyone listening to this thinking, wow, he's really asking me a question. Does he think or does he know that I can't answer back? You know what? I do want you to answer out loud. Whatever you're, wherever you are right now, say yes or no. Just out loud. Do it. Have you seen Interstellar? Of course you have, you nerds. Everyone listening to this has. It's a magnificent movie. In that movie, they had a scene where the astronauts went to a planet, and they came back and everyone was older, even though the astronauts were only there for a seemingly a few minutes. Uh, and that would actually happen in real life, uh, depending on the speed that the, the astronauts were going at. If you put a few people on a spaceship and shot them at the speed of light for a little bit, they would come back, and for us, it would seem like a lot of years. We'd be old and frail, and they'd probably be fine and as... There's a word that I'm trying to think of, and I just cannot do it. Uh, I don't know, dude. I I give up. Uh, But, you know, they'd probably be fine. It's known as the twin paradox, actually. If you have one twin on Earth and one twin moving really, really fast in space, they'd age at different rates. I listened to a scripted podcast recently from Q Code. Uh, It was called From Now, and it was really good, and it dealt with that topic of, like, the twin paradox, and then this guy gets really old, and then his brother stayed on Earth and didn't get old. It was interesting. Now, even though we're talking about time speeding up and slowing down, this isn't like you're opening up the video player for your lecture and putting it on two times speed because you don't really care. In life, you're not just speeding up and slowing things down. Uh, And in physics, there's this great concept of reference frames. From the reference frame of the people moving faster than me getting out of class, time is fine. From the reference frame of the people on Earth, Time is fine. Sure, we might be heading towards untimely demise as a species, but hey, time is still steady for us. Except for daylight savings time, the dumbest invention on the planet. The worst thing ever. Worse than the air umbrella that never came out on Kickstarter. Those reference frames are why time is relative, though, because we look at it from that perspective. And so... You know, that's where relativity comes from. At least a dumbed-down version. It's more complicated than that, I'm sure. Uh, but, yeah, I I, uh, yeah, I really just did that. I really just talked about all of that off the top of my head. Uh, by the end of college, I'll, I'll be an expert in literally everything. Psychology, biology, physics, quantum mechanics. Everything except for electrical engineering. So you want to work here. Do you know what a CMOS transistor is? Not at all, ma'am. But I do know about the double slit experiment and how they don't understand why atoms behave differently depending on the state of observation. Awesome. You're hired for engineering? Question mark. No, you're going on the R&D team for quantum mechanics. But this is an electronics company. Do you want the job or not? I can, I can start tomorrow. That's, that's how it's going to go at my first interview. 
but uh, time in a more hippy-dippy, I run a philosophical podcast and pretend like I'm smart type of definition, time is a constant force. It moves things forward. It makes it so that quite simply, you can't pause ever. The era of time marches forward. It doesn't stop for anyone or anything. Recently, someone I knew for a long time passed away. They were really old and it was kind of their time, so it's not too out there. They also had a stroke a few years earlier and they were alive, but they weren't really living. So, But uh, the topic of death is actually next week's topics. Uh, yeah, time and death. You can you can really take a gander at how college is treating me. Uh, even though I know, even though he's passed, uh, time keeps moving forward. His kids and his family and friends may be devastated, as one usually is when someone near them dies. But even with all the devastation in the world, the earth keeps spinning. Night turns to day, and the rain stops, and the sun comes out. The thing about time that I want to question, though, is how much we attribute to time. Uh, time is, as I said, a constant, relatively. And I know at the beginning I said that time is relative, and it is, but it's a constant in a relative sense. Now you know why there's a hard time marrying Newtonian physics and quantum mechanics. But if a theory or a law can solve that and shove those two things together in holy matrimony, who knows what happens next? That would be insane. Regardless, time is something that doesn't stop, and yet we attribute all of these things to it. Time is money, which maybe it is. I think you can quantify your time as money according to how much money I make per week uh, versus how much time is in or how many hours is uh, is in one week. I'm worth about 0 0.92 cents. Yeah, not even dollars, cents. Uh, I make $12.50 at my job. Uh, that's cool. So, you know, that's uh, my per hour rate in life, 92 cents. That's how much my time is worth. Yeah, that's why I can do dumb things. But my college is starting to have uh, games now. So I'm screwed for that. My job, by the way. My, I Again, I'm a hotel. I'm a housekeeper, right? I public areas. And the hotel I work at, right next to my college, of course. And so whenever there's a game, a football game for my college, there's so many people that come. And yesterday, oh my goodness, the first bathroom I went to clean was bad, man. Holy crap. A lot of people come to the hotel for the football game. And I have to clean those bathrooms and the lobby and the public areas that everyone is running through. That $12.50 should absolutely be raised especially since I'm trying to build a PC now, but uh, trying to get a 3080 graphics card is like trying to get a picture of Bigfoot right now. It's not a fun time. Anyways, the other thing that people talk about when they talk about time is the great old adage, the one that this episode is probably titled after, time heals all wounds. You know what I like to do? You've listened to however many episodes of this podcast. You already know that my favorite pastime is ruining everyone's favorite and age-old sayings with logic. The cow did not jump over the moon. I also love ruining dreams and making you think that life is worse because trust me, it's not. But hey, we're on to ruining the next saying that people love to say, time heals all wounds is our target today. So let's dismantle this thing like the professional engineer I am. 
<laughs> the biggest problem with this statement is that it seems to me like a fallacy. It seems like it's based on a misattribution of a lot of different things to a constant, that constant being time. Uh, let's simplify that. Uh, and let's say you get an actual wound. You fall off your bike going down a steep hill because you think you're some extra large condom that has the power to do a sharp turn moving at Mach 9. Now you have a scraped knee, boo-hoo, suck it up, time heals all wounds, right? Well, no, you probably fell on asphalt or pavement, and neither of those things are exactly known for being cleanly. So if you shrug your shoulders and say, whatever, time heals all wounds, the bleeding might stop, but you'll get an infection. And if you continue on with your time heals all wounds parade, you get necrosis. And now you don't have a leg. But it wouldn't be that hard to make that not happen. Find some water, wash the wound off. When you get home, squeeze a bit of rubbing alcohol on there and then slap your bandage on and then let your body do what it's got to do. And the last part is probably where the biggest misattribution happen, happens. Uh, quote, time heals all wounds, end quote. No, in a physical wound, like in our example, your cells have an extraordinarily complex process going on that ends with your wound being healed, closed up, and whatever else is happening in your wound. It takes time to do all of those things, but time itself is not at all what is healing the wound. And that's one of the issues here. Time isn't healing your wound. It never will. There are certain things happening, and of course they happen, quote, in time, end quote, because time is a constant that's always running. But this is where we pull out the correlation is not causation statement. Saying that time heals your scraped knee is like saying oxygen causes aging. I mean, everyone that gets old definitely breathes oxygen, but I don't think that oxygen is the reason that people are getting older. At least that's what I think. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Who knows? Of course, though, people aren't going to break their arm and say time heals all wounds, right? I mean, some people might, but generally, that's not going to happen. People understand you have to go through the proper channels to make sure your body heals correctly. The biggest problem with the statement, time heals all wounds, is that most people are taking this misattribution and applying it to the mental world, to the mind. Are you depressed? Well, time heals all wounds. Do you have crippling anxiety? Well, time heals all wounds. Someone you love died? Time heals all wounds, baby. No. That's unfortunately not how it works. And that sucks. Let's be clear. Life would infinitely be better and the suicide rate would be exponentially lower if time really did make everything better. But here's the thing. Time isn't what makes mental anguish better. I know that we're here to destroy the statement, time heals all wounds, but I'm going to go after the statement, it'll get better too. Although that could be its own 20 minute rant. I mean, I mean, episode. Here's the thing with it'll get better. No. Sometimes it won't get better. Sometimes it gets worse. Sometimes you're at rock bottom and it somehow manages to get worse and you fall further down. It sucks. Trust me. Here's the way that the statement should be worded. It can get better. But there's that's the thing. It can. You have to do something to move in a better direction. You have to treat the wound personally. And after you set up the treatment or put the figurative cast on, then you can let the natural mechanisms do its thing uh, is what I would like to say. But I just realized that the mind, unfortunately, doesn't usually have a way to heal itself. It can make it can just make itself worse. That's 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 the power of the mind to hurt itself. So you have to put in a fair bit of conscious effort uh, to, to make sure that you know it, it works out. The moral of the story is that it's not 
time. It's a lot of other things that's, hap that's happening in time, which isn't something we can exactly prevent. Oxygen doesn't make you older, and time doesn't simply heal all wounds. The next thing I'm going to tell you, of course, though, is what then heals wounds. But before that, I do want to give time some credit, although time is a constant and it's not the actual thing that's healing anything. Most of us won't ever understand the mechanisms that do heal things, and sometimes, even with certain mental ailments, you do just need time. I said that the mind doesn't heal itself. That's not completely true, although there's things you should always do in order to make it so that the mind can heal. Sometimes you can get lucky, do nothing, and your problems will solve themselves with time. But uh, usually we, especially as a scientist, we don't really like to cross our fingers and say, hopefully it works out. Generally, that's, we don't like that. Um, <laughs> all right, back to being negative Nancy, ranting Richard and Debbie Downer. What actually heals all wounds? Well, I don't remember what episode it was, but a few weeks ago I was talking about something uh, oh yeah, uh, uncomfortable conversations, and I'm going to have to hit you with it again. How do you heal wounds? Well, it depends. Yep, you should feel disappointed. Sorry, not sorry, but I, I can't give you a one-size-fits-all fix for every single mental and physical issue that you have, but we can cover some generalities. Don't click off yet. First, physical. Physically, to make sure that your wound heals, go to a doctor. Nice. That was quick. Have fun. To be honest, the advice I have for making sure mental wounds heal kind of apply to physical uh, wounds as well. But go to a doctor, man. If you broke yourself, go to a doctor. Their job is to fix you. Okay. So let's let's go on to the the mental wounds. Uh, what can you do to make sure your mental wounds heal? Well, again. Grief won't be treated in the same way as anxiety. They're really different. And you, to be honest, just like I said uh, with the physical, go to a doctor slash mental health professional. Therapists will help you do the specific treatment for your specific problem. Uh, if you have uh, grief, I guess you might not always need a therapist. It could just be a counselor that you meet like once or twice, talk some things out and figure it out. But, you know, understanding uh, just... No, I don't, I don't even know what I was about to say. <laughs> Just, you know, if you have a specific issue, that specific issue, the way that you get assistance with that is by going to a professional. But I can give you the advice with my massive 9 million IQ, six head galaxy brain that will make it so your mind will be able to function correctly so that you actually have the ability to work on your mind because this is really weird to think about but we have to use our mind to fix our mind yes when you are depressed you can't just lose it by running like you can lose weight the reason depressed people tend to stay depressed is because of cognitive distortions when your brain can't think correctly it's hard to figure out how to think correctly you know what i'm saying uh, anyways on with the advice. There's four things that if you do, your life will immediately get better. And I am not kidding when I say that. I truly believe this. This is completely true. And if you do these things, your brain will be able to function enough for you to talk to that therapist. One, sleep. Of course, this is number one. Look at who you're listening to. If you don't sleep, your brain and your body just simply doesn't work. Not only does it not work, but it actually will make your mental problems worse across the board. Sleep correctly. And if you don't know how to do that, I have three episodes on it. How sleep works. Go give it a listen. Two, exercise. It's good for you. You don't need to become a six hour a day gym shark that has enough power to rival Zeus. Take a walk. Do a 15 minute hit workout. 
Just do something. Exercise. It's good for your body and it sets your neurotransmitters up to have good effects on the brain and your ability to think. It also helps with inflammation in the body and inflammation has been related to depression and similarly depressive symptoms. You don't need to be like clinically depressed. Three, almost at the end of the list. I know really sad, but you can play this episode on repeat to give me more views. That's fine. Three, uh, your diet. Uh, don't eat like garbage. That doesn't mean you can't ever eat pizza again. I love donuts. I love bubble tea and I love ice cream sandwiches. And I'm drinking chocolate milk right now. Just don't make it the only thing you eat all the time. Eat more vegetables than you eat meat. Learn how to cook or man, I wish I had a HelloFresh sponsor right now. That would be so sick. But but don't have a garbage diet. Eat your greens, balance your carbs, and all the whatevers. If you don't know how to do that, talk to your primary care physician. They should be able to help. The evidence for the brain-gut connection is continuously growing. The things that happen in your stomach have a massive impact on the things that happen in your brain. We actually did an experiment with mice where we implanted stool poop from a depressed person, not just one, obviously, this is multiple people from depressed people into a into healthy mice. And the mice actually became more depressed. Yes, that was an actual study. Uh, Google a systematic review of gut microbiota and major depression. It should be available on NCBI. Or if you want the raw paper and have access to nature, uh, the title of the paper is Gut Microbiome Remodeling Induces Depressive-Like Behaviors Through a Pathway Mediated by the Host's Metabolism. Other than that fascinating study, diet will make sure your brain has the right fuel to actually function at full capacity. Four, we made it to the end. You're thinking about how you don't sleep, don't exercise, and live on a diet of ramen noodles. So how am I going to make you sad now? You already know what I'm going to say. I could just end the episode here, but I won't because it puts, in a, it puts a chub in my pants every time I talk about it. Meditation. Meditate. It helps literally everything from the speed at which you heal from a, from a pathogen to the literal happiness part of your brain getting bigger, your right medial prefrontal cortex. Me- meditation will make you better physically and mentally. Yes, I meditate personally for spiritual reasons. I want to become enlightened. But meditation scientifically does actually help your body and your mind. And we have so many, so many studies showing this just meditate. It's the easiest thing you can change in your life. As little as two to three minutes, three to five times a week is a great starting point. You can go up from there. Trust me, you'll want to meditate more after you start meditating. It's a great feeling. Meditate. And time. You like that? Yeah, that's the creative genius you listen to this podcast for. Um, I haven't been able to watch as much anime this week, especially since I've been doing some financial logistics because I wanted to buy that PC or build that PC. And I needed to learn a few things about PCs. And I also want to buy a MacBook. Hopefully Apple releases a 14-inch MacBook Pro in their next event, which should be... They have two events this year, one in September and one in... I'm not sure if it's going to be October or November, and I'm not sure which one the MacBook's going to come in, hopefully September. Um, But I I hope that they release a 14-inch MacBook Pro because the 16-inch is way too much and 13-inch is way too little. 14-inch, better yet, 14.5 or 14.6 would be 
perfect. Um, and, you know, if they don't make a 14, I'll probably go with the 13 just for price reasons. But the laptop I run now and that I use for everything, uh, even this podcast is being recorded on right now, it has an inflated battery and it's like, it's kind of heavy. Taking it to college is hard and I generally just don't at this point. I just run with the iPad and I want to switch to Mac. I don't like Windows, but I still need a Windows device for all my college things. So I'll take a MacBook to do what I need to do on campus and do the heavy hard hitting work at home Uh, and I also if I got a PC obviously for gaming reasons mostly and then aside from that I do some work on it for having Windows stuff Uh, also my that inflated battery is affecting my graphics card my laptop now so like Genshin Impact is not a hard game to run I have a 2070 max Q in my um, in my laptop and that thing should be running at like very that it, not, it should not have a problem with Genshin, but it is having problems with Genshin now, which is not good. So, you know, living that life. Uh, yeah, it's a bad time, but what are you going to do? I'm pretty excited to switch to Mac, though, so that's going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to lose a lot of money, so please listen to this podcast on repeat for me. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll be copying that MacBook soon for sure. Uh, and hopefully also building a PC, really expending a lot of money. I don't like spending money, uh, but you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Um, I, uh, I'm i really excited to see what Apple does with the M1X or the M12, whatever they go with uh, for the MacBooks this year. It's going to be really exciting for the event. Uh, but, you know, obviously I have watched anime. Of course, that's my life purpose. I've watched season one and I'm halfway through season two of Zombieland Saga. It's pretty funny. I enjoy watching it. It's not as light as I've Been Killing Slimes that I watched beforehand, but it's pretty light. It's a music anime, which isn't my favorite favorite, but it's cool. I might rewatch Seven Deadly Sins next or see what finishes airing uh, in the next week. Uh, Music-wise, I found this EP by a guy named Mark Indigo. It's a lo-fi EP, and the song Suffering, Desires, Home, and Alone kind of go crazy. If you're into lo-fi or just really chill songs, I'll give it the recommend. Lo-fi hip-hop, specifically. Um, I don't listen to Kanye, but a lot of people have listened to Donda, waiting for Ian to drop his album, which should have dropped like 50 years ago, but this man just is sitting on top of it. Uh, I don't, what a guy. Other than that, we're just working our way through college. It's quite the time. I love the people that I see. It's awesome to talk to them, make them laugh. I actually did get my 9 a.m. class to laugh last week. So that was cool. Kind of accomplished my life goal on that one. But yeah, I love the people, meeting the people I talked to online from COVID, college year, um, and some of the people they know. It's awesome walking with people to and from class. Not really an experience I'm very familiar with. I never really had people I was that tight with. Uh, The public buses are really, really something, but I'll have those stories for another day. On Friday, I have to struggle getting to one of my classes because I have 15 minutes to cross the entire campus, and I'm fat, so walking is not the easiest of tasks. But yeah, that's how it's been going for me. I hope it's been going well for you. I will see you next week. Take it easy. I love you. Peace.